0: Chapter 7 of Grace Harlow's Junior Year at High School. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Grace Harlow's Junior Year at High School by Jessie Graham Flower. Chapter 7 The Claim of the Artistic Temperament. When Eleanor returned to school the following morning, she found that what miss thompson disliked was after all of considerable importance directly after opening exercises the principal sent for her and asked the reason for her absence of the day before on finding that eleanor had no plausible excuse but had absented herself merely because she felt like it miss thompson thereupon delivered a sharp little lecture on unnecessary absence "'informing Eleanor that it was the rule of the school to present a written excuse for absence, "'and that a verbal excuse would not be accepted. "'I will overlook it this time, Miss Savell," Miss Thompson said, "'because you are not as yet thoroughly acquainted with the rules of this school. "'But do not let it occur again, and I must also insist upon punctuality in the future. "'You have been late a number of times.' With these words, the principal turned to her desk and resumed the writing she had been engaged in when Eleanor entered. For a second, Eleanor stood regarding Miss Thompson with angry eyes. No one had ever before dared to speak sharply to her. She was about to tell the principal that she was not used to being addressed in that tone, but the words would not come. Something in the elder woman's quiet resolute face as she sat writing, Checked the woeful girl, and though she felt deeply incensed at the reprimand, she managed to control herself and walked out of the office with her head held high, vowing to herself that Miss Thompson should pay for what Eleanor termed her insolence. All morning she sulked through her classes, and before closing time had managed to incur the displeasure of every teacher to whom she recited. What ails her today? whispered Jessica to Nora. It was geometry hour, and Miss Ames, the geometry teacher, had just reproved Eleanor for inattention. Nora shook her head. She dared not answer, as Miss Ames was very strict, and she knew that to be caught whispering meant two originals to work out. And Nora hated originals. When the bell rang, at the close of the hour, Eleanor walked haughtily by Miss Ames, giving her a contemptuous look as she passed that made the teacher tighten her lips and look severe. Grace, who was directly behind her, saw both the look and the expression on the teacher's face. She felt worried for Eleanor's sake, because she saw trouble ahead for her unless she changed her tactics. If Eleanor could only understand that she must respect the authority of her various teachers during recitation hours, and cheerfully comply with their requests, then all might be well. Since Miss Lee had left the high school at the close of Grace's freshman year, she could not conscientiously say that she disliked any of her teachers. They had been both kind and just, and if Eleanor defied them openly, then she would have to take the consequences." To be sure, Eleanor might refuse to go to school, but Grace had an idea that, lenient as Miss Nevin was with her niece, she would not allow Eleanor to go that far. Grace decided that she would have a talk with Eleanor after school. It would do no harm, and it might possibly do some good. She hurried down to the lock room that afternoon in order to catch Eleanor as she left school. She had just reached there when Eleanor walked in, "'looking extremely sulky. "'She jerked her hat and coat from her locker, "'hastily donned them, "'and without looking at Grace, left the room. "'She looks awfully cross,' thought Grace. "'Well, here goes.' "'And she hurried after Eleanor, "'overtaking her at the entrance to the school grounds. "'What's the matter, Eleanor?' she asked. "'Didn't you care to wait for me?' Eleanor looked at her with lowering brows. I hate school, she said vehemently. I hate the teachers, and I hate Miss Thompson most of all. Every one of those teachers are common, low bred, and impertinent. As for your Miss Thompson, she's a self satisfied prig. You must not say such things of Miss Thompson, Eleanor, said grace firmly. "'She doesn't deserve them. "'She's one of the finest women I have ever known, "'and she takes a warm interest in every girl in the school. "'What has she done that you should speak of her as you do?' "'She called me into her office this morning "'and made a whole lot of fuss "'because I didn't have a written excuse for yesterday's absence,' "'said Eleanor angrily. "'When I told her that I stayed home "'because I felt inclined to do so, "'she almost had a spasm.' "'gave me another lecture then and there, "'ending by saying that it must not occur again. "'I should like to know how she knew I was absent yesterday.' "'Miss Thompson always knows when a girl is absent,' replied Grace. "'The special teachers report it to her every day. "'It is the rule of the school for a girl to present her excuse at the office "'as soon as she returns. "'Then her name is taken off the absent list.' If she's absent the second day, then a messenger is sent to her home to find out the cause. I suppose that when Miss Thompson looked over the list, she remembered seeing you at open exercises, so of course she sent for you. "'She's a crabbed old maid,' said Eleanor contemptuously. "'And I despise her. I'll find some way to get even with her, and all the rest of those teachers, too.' "'You will never get along in school, Eleanor.' answered grace gently if you take that stand the only way to be happy is to please don't preach to me said eleanor haughtily it is of no use i am not a child and i understand my own business thoroughly when i saw you girls the first day of school i thought that you were full of life and spirit but really you're all goody goodies Will allow those teachers to lead you around by the nose. I had intended to ask Aunt Margaret to take me out of this ridiculous school, for some of the people in it make me tired, but I have changed my mind. I shall stay for pure spite, and show that stiff-necked principal of yours that I am alone to myself, and I won't stand her interference. "'Stop a moment, Eleanor. I am going no further with you,' said Grace, flushing. "'but I should just like to say before I leave you "'that you're taking the wrong view of things, "'and you'll find it out sooner or later. "'I am sorry that you have such a poor opinion "'of myself and my friends, "'for we cherish nothing but the friendliest of feelings towards you.' "'With this, Grace walked away, "'feeling more hurt over Eleanor's rudeness than she cared to show. "'As she turned out of High School Street, "'she heard a familiar call,' and glancing up the street saw her three chums waiting for her on the corner we saw you just tackled eleanor said nora so we kept away for we thought that after today's performance she wouldn't be in very good humor what was the matter with her today asked jessica curiously she behaved like a bad child in english this morning followed it up in geometry and anne says that in rhetoric class miss chester lost all patience with her and gave her a severe lecturing "'I might as well tell you at once that Eleanor's opinion of us is far from flattering,' said Grace, half laughing, although there was a hurt look to her face. "'She says we're all goody-goodies and that we make her tired. "'She also requested me to mind my own business. "'She said that to you? "'Just wait until the next time I see her,' blustered Nora. "'I'll tell her what I think of her.' on the contrary we must treat her better if anything than before said anne quietly don't you remember we promised mrs gray that we would try to help her yes i remember all that but i can't bear to have anyone say horrid things to grace grumbled nora what a queer girl she is said jessica yesterday she treated us as though we were her dearest friends while today she scorns us utterly it's a case of blow-hot, blow-cold. That is because she has the artistic temperament, replied Anne, smiling. You may say what you like about the artistic temperament, said Nora, but in my opinion it's nothing more, nothing less than just plain temper. End of Chapter 7